we had our celebration home a year. Rob made chuba, which is traditionally Ukrainian. It's cooked grated potatoes with chopped raw onion, um, cooked grated beets, cooked grated carrots, mayonnaise, and that's all like in layers. So it's like really colorful and very pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Oh, and herring, pickled herring. Okay. Can't forget the pickled herring. You can't. No. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but we all like it. One year ago, in the middle of a pandemic, Rob and Sharon Steves returned home to Pansy, Manitoba, from the Ukraine. They were over there adopting eight children from an orphanage, adding to the three children they had adopted a few years earlier from the same orphanage. Now, I wanted to know what the last year has looked like. A home with 11 children adopted from an orphanage is going to mean there are some adjustments to be made. I wanted to hear how things had gone in the last year. And here's our conversation. So it's been a year since you've been home with the family that you brought back from the Ukraine. And how has it been, Sharon? Interesting. (laughs) That's Um, a loaded word. It is. I mean, nobody could have foreseen COVID coming. That made a huge difference to us in Ukraine trying to get home, Mm -hmm. Um, trying to even feed our kids while we were still there because things were starting to get rationed just as we were leaving. So that meant Rob standing in line up, maybe going into the same supermarket five different times to get enough food to make supper while we were still there. Right. Um, then miracle after miracle happening to, for us to get home with the with the two oldest ones because we didn't have passports for them. Right. So um, we brought two girls, uh, 13 and 16, home with no passports through three international airports, which alone to me is a miracle. Um, and then we... We're home a year past on Saturday the full for the full day. Like Friday we came home a year ago, mm-hmm. and then Saturday was our first full day in Canada as a family. Of everybody together. Of everybody together, yeah, all, all 11 of our kids. And so it's been a year of interesting. It has been. Um, again, you know, with COVID, um, making everybody have to be locked down, so it meant we couldn't really go anywhere, do anything, which which wasn't bad because it helped us to bond as a family. Mm. But then we ended up with some really serious issues with one of our daughters. Uh, Fallon is 11. We, we got blood work done on all of our kids. We did that with the first three as well. Right. Just to rule out any unforeseen uh, things that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had blood work done on her um, in May, just after we came out of isolation. And the very next day I got a phone call tell me to take her immediately to children's she was an end-stage renal failure and we spent four and a half weeks or I spent four and a half weeks with her in the PICU having a hemodialysis line put in then a peritoneal dialysis line put in and she is now waiting to get on the list for kidney transplant and we end up doing dialysis with her 10 hours a day every day and just before Christmas she had a tube put in for a tube feed as well to increase her nutrition Wow. So had Fallon stayed in the Ukraine, she probably wouldn't be here anymore. Fallon would not be here anymore. That is a given. Um, Like, on the medical side of things, um, her her body was so full of toxins that the pediatricians and nephrologists 
told me that they uh, have never actually seen those numbers in real life. It's always diagnosed before then. Wow. Um, so they they keep saying, you know, how thankful Fallon should be to be here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Fallon understands all that, but we are thankful to have her because she is such a joyful little girl, so so happy and mm-hmm. positive and always smiling and to have all this, to have to go through all this as a little girl of 11, um, you know, it's, it's just incredible to see her so happy every day and goes off to school with a smile on her face, um, her tube in her tummy and yeah, like she knows that there's limitations on what she can do. Right. She's not allowed to do like much sports or anything because it causes bleeding out of her dialysis at night. She's on 23 pills a day, which is a lot for a kid to have to take. Wow. And she's smiling through it all. And I'm going to just make a guess here that it might have something to do with that she's in a place where she's loved and is safe. Yeah. Probably has a bit to do with it. (laughs) She keeps telling us how thankful she is to have a mom and a dad. (laughs) That makes us laugh and smile and, you know, because that's, that's wonderful to have a mom and a dad who love you. Oh, Getting a little teary here, Sharon. Oh. (laughs) That's hard stuff that's happened this year. What is some good stuff that's happened to the family in the last year since you've been home together? Well, I think we have bonded as a family, and that, that to me, is incredible based on the ages of our kids because um, our oldest was 16 going on for 17. That's a hard age already. Mm -hmm. To have to leave a country you were born and brought up in, even though... There were some negative things, a lot of negative things there. You know, to to hear her say, Mom, I love you, or Dad, I love you, mm-hmm. um, that's wonderful. Like, that's so positive. <laughs> I just was thinking about this this morning before you called me, and our third daughter who came, just after we came, she had a bit of a hissy fit about having to dry dishes, which was her chore for that day. And, you know, in Russian, she exclaims to me that... She didn't want to be adopted by a family that made her do chores. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, sweetheart, we all have to do chores. Like, I do chores. I, I cook all the food. I don't eat it all. Right. But, you know, but and I do all the laundry, or at that time I was doing all the laundry. The big girls do their own now, but, um, you know, and I don't wear it all and dirty it all. So everybody has to do things. We don't have any grand ladies here that don't have to pull their weight. Um, so I'm going to leave you with that, and I'm going to go down to Trish and have a coffee before I say something I regret. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I come back, I expect to find you in a, a better frame of mind. So I went and had a coffee with Auntie Trish and came back, and when I um, when I came back, she met me at the door with a big hug and said she was sorry, and she is my biggest helper now in the house, so it's... it's oh. You know, progress. Those are those are all wonderful progress things. Right. Um, from somebody who thought, you know, I don't know, I'm not doing chores. I didn't get adopted to do chores. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to being part of a family and actually engaging and and mom. Last night she came up and she's like, "Mom, I love you so much." And oh. she goes and she gives dad a big hug too. Dad, I love you. Good night. I sleep well. She tells him like six times, "Sleep well, sleep well." <laughs> oh. Oh, so it's, it's cute. It is. And so last year, you said, was a year full of miracles. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any miracles this year? 
Yes, I have. I have seen our um, 17-year-old make some amazing wise decisions Hmm. um, on what path that she's going to follow. I guess from the medical point of view, we have a diagnosis for our youngest. Um, Patrick was five when we came home, and we had a lot of behavior issues and different things with him mm-hmm. and now he's on medication and that's wonderful and I, I'm just thankful that we we are where we are and people are blessing us and you know in uh, like our village you know the way it says it takes a village to raise a child mm-hmm. like and we have a blog it takes a village dot studio and I love our village the people that are engaging and and you know calling us see if we're doing okay dropping off some sugar or flour or whatever and you know just just checking in maybe a pie or whatever just to see how we're doing and all those kind of things help us to feel wanted and part of things and Mm -hmm. they love our kids like people in our community are amazing Hmm. you surrounded yourself with a good group of people um, as you surround your kids yeah. Well, I, I'm blessed because we didn't choose these people. <laughs> they chose us, and right. that's wonderful. <laughs> right. Right. What is one of the best memories you have from this year? Hmm. Or a favorite memory? Favorite memory. Ooh, that's a hard one. There's so many. I guess even this morning, Connor brought me a cup of coffee in bed. So it's the, just the little things you would say are favorite memories. Yeah, not nothing big. like Right. Just tidy steps, like hugs, and um, like Rob and I try to practice intentional parenting, you know, because it'll be so easy to give them an iPad and say, here, you know, amuse yourself, watch a movie or something. But that's not the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. So we try to do things with them, like occasionally, I mean, and we can't do it very often because of cost now with all found meds and everything. Yeah. But we occasionally, Rob will say on a Sunday evening, Let's take them for a um, a milkshake or something. So we all load into our van, all 13 of us, and we go to Steinbach and get a milkshake. And, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just building memories. Yeah. And, and it's together. It's together. He built a rink, an ice rink, out in the back of our yard over the winter, like my husband. Yeah. Uh, for the kids. And they skated on that. And they loved it. They had so much fun. Um, just simple, you know, just having like this rink that they could skate and skate and skate. And it looked like a hockey team out there because so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> you could have your own team, actually. Yeah, actually, we kind of did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. You mentioned intentional parenting. And so when you began the adoption process many years ago, how did you step into parenting? Now, were you like... Did somebody help you, or did you just kind of figure this out on your own? Well, we have bio kids that are all growing up. Right. And Peter was still living at home when we had, when we had first thought on our first adoption, when we were first led into that. Um, that's four years past now. Um, but parenting kids from hard places is a different ballgame completely mm-hmm. to parenting bio kids. Um, and you learn so much as you go, and I'm... I and Rob both made our fair share of mistakes. Um, 
because we want to mold these kids and and that's not you know you want to lead them in the right way and teach them right from wrong because they come with a different set of values maybe than than what we would want them to have and we want to keep them safe mm-hmm. um and we've had some interesting conversations let's put it that way with our oldest because when she was still in ukraine she had a cell phone because phones are like dirt cheap over there and she had all these people being her friend and most of these people were single males from middle eastern countries which Oi. uh not exactly the the type of friends that i would choose for my daughter no um and there were people that she had never met or you know but they would send her friend requests and everything and and that you know we have had some some interesting conversations around that Mm-hmm. And now she has an iPod. Now she can actually go on. Um, you know, we trust her because we've seen growth and we've seen progress. Um, and because now there's openness about stuff. And and I think even she has gained a level of understanding on, you know, why is this person messaging me? Delete. Right. You know, whereas a year or two years ago, that would not have maybe been the case. Because she's desperate for friendship. Right. And now she's, I mean, and her life looks vastly different than it did a year and a half ago. Hugely different. Like she was, her grades out there were awful. And she's doing so well in school here. I mean, her teachers send me progress reports. And um, like Rob helps her a lot with homework as well. And it's just amazing to see, um, like her teacher last week had sent me um an email to say, you know, she did this assignment unaided without any um, accommodations and she got 71%. Wow. All on her own, you know. And and for somebody who didn't speak a word of English a year ago. Yeah. Pretty incredible. That's very incredible. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a miracle. That is indeed a miracle. And just to, you know, just to see them coming on and learning to read and um, doing good in school and, um, you know, all those things are miracles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm understanding intentional, from your perspective, intentional parenting is a lot of time. A lot of time and a lot of work. Yeah. And very little us time. And, you know, Rob and I have to be careful with that because we have found at times we were maybe snappy with each other because we were not spending any time on our, like, together as a couple. Yeah. Because we were so involved with the kids. Right. Um, because we wanted, you know, them to be okay, but we need to make sure that we're okay as well. Mm-hmm. So, Sinead even, that's our 17-year-old, she even suggested, you know, you and you and Dad go for coffee next weekend. Make sure you go for coffee. I'll watch everybody at home. And I'm like, well... That's so cool for her to see those things and right. and think about those things. Right, and that's come from a year of inten- being intentionally cared for by a parent. Mm-hmm. She's now wanting to turn that around mm-hmm. and care for you. And it's beautiful because we have all told the kids, like we both make sure that we tell the kids there is nothing that you could do that will make us love you more or make you, make us love you less. And that's exactly what they need to hear. They need to know that they are valued, that they are precious, that they are special and chosen and totally wonderful. Oh, these kids are in a good spot, Sharon. They're in a very good spot. Do you have any hopes for the upcoming year? 
Uh, well, we're hoping Fallon gets a kidney. Um, that's a big one. Right. So uh, what's the process in that? Oh, it's huge. Um, there's so many different testings that she has to have done. Like we just finished the dermatological assessments. That mm-hmm. means she goes to a dermatologist and they look at all her skin and make sure there's no lesions or anything. Um, then she had a urology exam the week before last. She go, she had an eye exam because her high blood pressure caused a lot of damage to her eyes. So oh. her eyesight was very damaged by that. Um, I mean, we didn't know she had high blood pressure because who thinks of an 11-year-old with high blood pressure? Exactly. Um, yeah, like we've had so many. Now we're waiting on hematology to start doing her DNA testing and all that so we can... Um, we know what blood group she is, but we need to, they need to do all these more tests to see, um, to get her lined up for a match. But even if she gets, and when that kidney comes, it's not a, like a get out of jail free card thing because it still needs a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, she still will have to take anti-rejection drugs. And if she's fortunate, it may last 20 years before she needs a second one. Oh. And she'll probably need a third one before She's an old lady. Wow. So it's not a matter of, oh, I get a kidney and now I'm fine. Right. So it's quite a, still a lot of management. She has to take her meds very scheduled, like 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. exactly when they come. Wow. Mm-hmm. So your hope is that Fallon gets a, a kidney. That is one of our hopes anyway. Yeah. Do you have any other hopes for the year? I would love to go camping with our kids this summer, me and Rob and the kids, to go camping. If that if we ever get to do that. You need a really big tent. <laughs> well, uh, we've already <laughs> thought about how we're going to do this. If we have a tent trailer that holds five, like a little pole tent trailer. Right. And then we have a we have an old tent that he and I and the, our bio kids used to take camping years ago whenever we were younger. Um, and our kids were little and didn't mind being in the tent. So... We thought, okay, the boys can sleep in that tent. Right. We'll buy another tent for the girls, and then Fallon, because she needs her machine along, will have to be in the tent trailer with us, and we need a site that has electricity. And then Mira and Patrick, the two little ones, can be in the tent trailer too because there's enough beds um, so that we can watch them because they're tiny. Right. And Mira also has a heart condition that we don't want to, uh, like she needs an aortic valve replacement. Um, around when she's probably around 13 when she grows a bit um, so we want to keep her close by too mm-hmm. and yeah so that's that's the plan that's mm-hmm. a reasonable hope for the year I do have to note here that when I was asking you about some of the difficult stuff of of your last year Mira's heart condition didn't even come into the conversation Sharon mm. there's a lot of stuff up in the air in your world there is uh, we ended up with six kids with serious health con- conditions two with blood conditions that are uncurable but can be true can be managed better than than treated um quite serious blood conditions um mira who was a seven she's the, our little tiny blondie mm-hmm. um she needs an aortic valve replaced um we didn't know that we were told she had a murmur which lots of people have murmurs no issues right it's a lot more serious than that when we when we got her home and we had her medical assessment done. Um, then she was referred to a cardiologist who was totally amazing with her and told me 
that she will need a heart valve replacement by the time she's 13. She's on the um, upper level of moderate to severe. Her, her aortic valve looks like a little flower that's been out in the frost. All the petals are withered and it doesn't close so that she gets a lot of backflow um, of oxygenated and deoxygenated blood mixing up together. Oh. Um, so that's not a good thing and as she grows that'll become more severe. And then Patrick, our baby, who was five, has been diagnosed with ADHD, global developmental disorder, and query autism. So he's on medication from his psychiatrist, and that's working really well. He is such a sweetheart. Hmm. Um, but he, uh, you only have to be around him for a little bit. <laughs> you see how much work it can be. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then Aiden, um has juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. He some days can barely walk, and that just appeared. Really? Mm-hmm. One day he came up the stairs crying about a month and a half ago, like just sobbing. He couldn't couldn't bend his knees. One knee, it was too sore, and it was red and swollen, and he was in so much pain. I feel like a pharmacy here some days, dishing out pills, you know. I'm I'm sure you do. I think God doesn't make mistakes, so, and I know that because Rob and I are both nurses. <laughs> you know, I've often said to people, like, even though there's all this extra work with medications and dialysis and everything else, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's not scary for us. Right. Because we know how to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody else may, and I know people have said to me, I could never do that. And I'm like, well... You probably could if you had to. Exactly. Exactly. So it it, it is a miracle of where these kids were placed. Mm-hmm. It's I a totally miracle. believe that. Yeah. And in the midst of all of this and all of the hard stuff, and, and you note the good stuff, you are still filled with hope and with joy. Indeed. We, have, we know who brought us here. We know who brought us to this place. And he doesn't make mistakes. You know, and we are thankful to God every single day for all the blessings that he gives us. And you have a lot of blessing. We sure do. Definitely do. A house full of it. A house full of blessings. They're actually quiet right now. I'm not sure where they are. So <laughs> um, I, I wonder, did they brave the weather and go outside? They possibly could have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because a day that the weather's nice, everybody wants to play Lego indoors. A day oh. that's minus 20, everybody wants to go outside. Well, uh, you know, as long as they're outside safely, why not, right? Well, we have a big yard and yeah. it's pretty, you know, it's in the country, so we're pretty lucky or fortunate in that respect. Um, and they, and we want them to enjoy playing, so they, they're making a treehouse out of bits of wood that has fallen out of the trees and, you know, all those kind of things that keeps them amused for hours. Well, it sounds like it's a, a- a home filled with adventure. On Saturday, we had our um, celebration home a year. So we Rob made chuba, which is traditionally Ukrainian. It's um, cooked grated potatoes with chopped raw onion, um, cooked grated beets, cooked grated carrots, mayonnaise, and that's all like in layers. So it's like really colorful and very pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Oh, and herring, pickled herring. Okay. Can't forget the pickled herring. You can't. No. 
makes not everybody's cup of tea, but we all like it. I was oh. I was on board until he said the pickled herring. <laughs> <laughs> I know that has put so many people off. Like, ew, herring, pickled herring, yeah. But I've never had it, so you need to have it in Shuba. Um, sometime next time we make it. Okay. Because Rob is so good at it. He, yeah. He found the recipe, and I just let him do it because you know the you know the saying about too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah, that's our house. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, yeah, I I bet. Yeah. So I if I'm in the kitchen, I'll. I'm fun. I like to be with one helper. Right. Rob likes to have like four of them in there peeling potatoes, peeling carrots, peeling beets. I find that too too um, cluttered. Yeah. So Sirsha, who uh, the one I was telling you about in the with the dishes, she she is really good as being a, like a sous chef. She 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 will take instruction. Neve used to be before Sirsha came along, and now Neve has graduated to other things. Yeah. But um. So Saoirse will peel the potatoes, peel the carrots, you know, while I'm doing all the other things. And um, so we made wings and shuba and just had some treats on Saturday and then a movie and creating traditions as we go. Right. So now you'll be celebrating this date every year. Yeah. With shuba. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing an update with us. Is there anything else you would like to share? Um, remember... If- they want to pray for us and mm-hmm. just with all the things that are happening with Fallon and um, medications and everything, mm-hmm. that would be appreciated. Thank you so much, Sharon, for giving us an update on what life is like with 11 kids in the house and how that is all going on. If you want to follow along with the Steve's journey, head over to their blog, ittakesavillage.studio. You can hear and read more about what's going on over there. Thank you so much, Sharon.